all of us have the capability, right? The stuff that allows us to be leaders, empathy, the ability to have a vision, the ability to have drive, to have purpose, to have vision, right? Uh, the uh, you know all that is in every single human being, mm -hmm. right? We have to start by leading ourselves. Mm -hmm. The challenge is when we have to lead others. Mm -hmm. Now, leading others requires us to be able to amplify the way we lead ourselves. So mm -hmm. when we talk about vision, or when we talk about, oh, well, let's talk about values. When we talk about our own values, then you have to extend it to the team's values. And you mm -hmm. also have to include other people's values. How do you align those values together? And how do you align your values, your team's values together with the team's vision? Mm -hmm. Right? So, yes, everyone is born with the with a set of values, right? Or we may develop them over time. And then, but the skill in but the skill in leading the the team, in having team's value, because it is a skill. It can mm -hmm. be learned mm -hmm. and because it can be learned the question then becomes is are people willing to learn it hello and welcome to this episode of the life and leadership connected podcast i'm so excited that you're here my name is David Aliana Cruz, and I am your host. In this podcast, we talk about life purpose, our why, that it gives us meaning and direction for what we do in life. We talk about life and leadership. What gives us life? How do we become and continue to be good leaders with great impact on other people? How do we combine life and leadership in a healthy and sustainable way? These are questions we will discuss in this podcast. If you want more information, go to lifeleadershipconnected.com, lifeleadershipconnected.com. I'm your host and coach, David Daliana Cruz. Let's dive right into this episode. Okay, hello and welcome to a new episode of this Life and Leadership Connected podcast. And today I have a very special guest here that I'm very glad to 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 have on my podcast, to have him on my show. His name is uh, Daniel Lee. Daniel Lee, welcome to the podcast. Hey David, how are you? Glad to um, be here. I'm very fine. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and as I usually do, I I will give a short presentation of who Daniel is. He's a speaker and author and writer that lives in Singapore, right? You live in Singapore, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you've written a book uh, together with a, with another author called Avi Liran. He's here, yep. who is a co-author. And uh, Avi is from Israel. And the book they've written together is called First Time Leader. Uh, and it was published 2021. Uh, yes, yeah. And, and, it's, yeah. Called, it's called First Time Leadership. Oh, sorry. First time leadership. Okay, good. First time leadership. Yes. Yeah, uh, and you have interviewed uh, two hundred twenty leaders from thirty seven countries, fifty uh, percent women, fifty percent men. About how do you become a successful leader? Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
from what I've understood, you have a passion to to just help team leaders to be effective leaders of their team uh, and get more effective in that. Uh, and, yes, uh, exactly. And and get more enthusiastic about, about that leadership. And um, and also, this are, this book has then resulted in thirty principles, thirty principles of how you become a successful leader. Uh, yes. And um, and there's also. A a website called First Time Leadership, where you develop these ideas also. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and we will find more about, about this uh, in, our, in our podcast. Sure, sure. You know, yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, first time, first time leadership really, you know, if, if I just give your audience a, a bit of a background about my, myself. Yeah. So yeah, first do. time leadership really started back in 2016. Yeah. You know, I was working for a really large global bank. You might, you might have heard of them. They're called the, the Standard Chartered Bank. Mm -hmm. uh, they're from the, they're from the United Kingdom. Uh, and, uh, you know, they have a pretty large presence in, in Singapore. So my role in that bank, I was in learning and development and I was looking after a training budget of uh, US $5 million uh, for uh, for 4,000 employees across the world. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, US $5 million back in 2016, you know, if you were to inflate it now, you'll probably be close to uh, close to about 6.5 or, or maybe $7 million. Mm. But at the time, I was I was supervising four other colleagues and I thought to myself, all right, you know, I was I'm probably just one small step away from finally getting that promotion to be a team leader. So just to give the audience uh you know a bit of a insight in, into myself, I was never officially promoted to lead a team within uh, for my entire uh, work life in in large organizations. So the like I said, the closest I got was in Standard Chartered. And then I thought I was doing pretty well. And then one day my boss pulls me aside and he and he's tell he tells me that he needs to talk to me. So you know, for I think for many of your uh, of your audience, if you if your boss tells you that you know he needs to talk to you, you know, it's probably not a it's probably not a very good thing. <laughs> um and so I asked, yeah, uh so so what is it? And, and my boss, his name was Tim at the time. So Tim said to me, Look, Daniel, I need you to show more leadership. And at the time I was just really I was just really uh I was surprised. I mean, I I I said to him, you know, look, I'm delivering on my results. You know, I don't have any complaints from the people around me, and I seem to 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 get along well with my with my colleagues. Isn't that leadership? And he and he told me no. All right, so so I was left with this, uh, you know, with this thing of or trying to find out what exactly is leadership. Now I've had people ask me, well, why don't your boss explain to you what leadership is? And what I've come to realize is that sometimes that you know that there are many people who sort of intuitively understand what leadership is, but they would struggle to be able to explain it, to be able to teach it, right? That's why, uh, you know, that's why even teachers have to learn how to teach, mm. right? You yes. know, you know. So just like if you if you're going to be a, a coach, you have to learn how to coach. You yes. can't just oh, I'm just going to just tell you and and assume that that is coaching. Right. Exactly. So, 
Yeah. So that then led me on this journey whereby, uh, you know, I would spend, I, I would read one leadership book a month just to understand what is leadership because there was this, just this question, what mm. is leadership? Mm. And uh, I would spend the next three years reading over 30 leadership books on lead on the topic. And in the end, the more I read, the more confused I got. Yeah. Because one author would say that leadership is about vision. Another mm. would, would, would have a book about delegation. Someone else would write a book about uh values. You know, uh, another person would 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 talk would write about uh you know finding purpose and and your mission, right? And mm. and that makes you a leader. And I start, and I had this question of how do all these books you know, why is everybody saying something different? Why isn't there just one answer to what is leadership? And, and it took me a long time, but I realized that there's no one answer to leadership because leadership is a combination of many, many principles or competencies or traits mm. into one. Mm. And that is leadership. Wow. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Yes. Uh, and, and, um, um, the book is called First Time Leadership. Uh, who is the? I, I presume the book is written for for new leaders. Uh, uh, or who, who is the main main uh, people that you write the book for? Yeah, look, the book was originally written for for people like me. Yeah, yeah. It. Um, I didn't look. You know, I didn't have some grand plan to to sell thousands of books. Or you know, all I at the time when I when I met my co-author Avi and mm. we started to write this book, mm. I just had a very simple question: What is leadership? And mm. I just wanted to be able to answer that question. And so, uh, you know, there wasn't some great idea of I'm going to speak on stage, I'm going to be running workshops, I'm going to be selling hundreds of thousands of books. I just wanted to answer this question and. As we went about interviewing people, we started by just interviewing our, our friends and our contacts who mm. were in leadership positions, whether they're team leaders, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they're running their own businesses, mm. whether they are senior leaders in the organization. And how it came to 220 leaders was just simply a case of once we interviewed to about 30 people, we had more or less exhausted the, you know, that our contacts were willing to be interviewed. But they said, hey, look, uh, we'll introduce you to our to our friends. And and so wow. it just went on and on and on. It was just friends introducing friends, introducing friends, and we and we went from one country to the next. Uh, you know, we did this, we we did this pre-COVID and we did the interview. Through uh, did some of the interviews through COVID as well. Many of the, uh, about forty percent of the about ninety of the interviews were were in person done mm -hmm. in Singapore mm -hmm. because you know uh, for for those in your audience who, who might not know of Singapore, Singapore is a very cosmopolitan place. Right, it's it, it, it's a it's a city where East meets West, and we're right here in Southeast Asia, and it's, it's a very modern place with people from many countries working and living here, and so. It's, you know, um, we were able to interview just in Singapore alone. We were able to interview people from New Zealand to, uh, we were, uh, uh, to, uh, uh, from New Zealand to Canada, from, uh, you know, South America all the way to, uh, Russia, right? We could, mm. we could find these people here because these interviewees 
introduce their friends. And eventually we reached to a point whereby, yeah, we interviewed 220 leaders from 37 countries. Uh, and then we realized, hey, many of these people are saying the same thing. And that's how eventually the 30 principles came about. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, did, did you, you because you interviewed um, half women, half half men also? Was that a purpose yes. from the start, or did that develop? Or yeah, it was. We started out not having that purpose, right? Uh, you know, for us, uh, we we were we were just focused on interviewing people and finding people to be in interviewed, mm -hmm. and then. The person who wrote the forward for our book, Gary Rich. So Gary Rich is the he was the former uh, CEO and 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 chairperson of uh, WD Forty. So WD Forty is an industry lubricant. It's you know it's a very common household product uh, mm. in in some parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And so when he asked us how many people we had interviewed, and then he further asked. How many men and women? We said, well, we had interviewed about, uh, you know, about twenty-five percent women and seventy-five percent men, and he said to us, well, that's not that's not good enough, you know, uh, you know, uh, I want my contribution to be part of a research where it's fifty percent women and fifty percent men, mm -hmm. and so uh, we just kept and and so we made it a a point to interview as many women as possible mm -hmm. from that point onwards. And by the time we finally hit 50-50, it was about 220 leaders. Wow, yeah. Wow, yes. it's quite quite an effort, quite an amazing... Yes. Yeah, yeah, it took a lot of time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes. how, another question I have for you, Daniel. How would you define leadership? What's the definition so, that, you, that you're given? Now, for me, leadership is about bringing others to success. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, um, I was able to come to that because one thing I realized is that everybody has their own definition of what leadership is. Sometimes uh, I've heard one lady say that leadership is about bringing people to overcome challenges, which is all part of that. What I come to realize is, is that regardless of what is your definition of leadership, the principles that you use, whether it's empathy, compassion, collaboration, uh, you know, uh, having purpose, uh, you know, having a vision, all these principles are consistent. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, that's the exciting and that's the interesting thing that I that we found. You know, was that uh, all these people around the world, they were all exercising the same leadership principles. Maybe in different ways, maybe their understanding of it is different. Mm. But when we looked at it, uh, when we broke it down, it was all very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and uh, and you uh, you said it's it's uh, it's about helping people to be successful. Uh, uh, how can anybody become a leader? You know, yeah, that is a question that I get asked every now and then. Then the question is, are leaders born or made? Mm -hmm. So I can say conclusively that for most of us, leaders are born. All right? Mm -hmm. And then made. Mm -hmm. So uh, what, what do I mean by that? Yeah. Right? 
So now, if as long as you're, you know, you're psychologically, you're emotionally, you're mentally healthy, you're 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 a sound person, you're a normal person, you're not nuts, you're not crazy, mm-hmm. right? All of us have the capability, right? The stuff that allows us to be leaders, empathy, the ability to have a vision, the ability to have drive, to have purpose, to have vision, right? Uh, the uh, you know all that is in every single human being, mm-hmm. right? We have to start by leading ourselves. Mm-hmm. The challenge is when we have to lead others. Mm-hmm. Now. Leading others requires us to be able to amplify the way we lead ourselves. So mm-hmm. when we talk about vision, or when we talk about, oh, well, let's talk about values. When we talk about our own values, then you have to extend it to the team's values. And you mm-hmm. also have to e- include other people's values. How do you align those values together? And how do you align your values, your team's values, together with the team's vision, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, everyone is born with the with a set of values, right? Or we may develop them over time. And then, but the skill in, but the skill in leading the, the team, in having team's value, because it is a skill, it mm-hmm. can be learned. Mm-hmm. And, because it can be learned, the question then becomes is, are people willing to learn it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, David, though, like I said, uh, many of us have what it takes, but only a few of us are willing to be made into mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and you, 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 you told me also a little bit about your own leadership journey, that you, you had a you had a boss that told you that, uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, you basically you're not a leader. Uh, can you um, can you tell us a bit more about uh, your your journey as a leader? Uh, how has leadership looked like in in your life? Uh, can you give give us some examples of that? Okay, All right. Let me give you an example mm-hmm. of when I didn't understand leadership. So. Rewind back the clock to 20, 2016. So after my boss team had told me to show more leadership, I said, I said to him, all right, I would. A few days later, there was a, there was a team meeting with my colleagues. And I told myself, all right, I'm going to show my colleagues some leadership. So uh, we had to come into this team meeting because we had to come up with, uh, with, a, with a solution to a workplace problem. And throughout the whole hour discussion that we had, I spent much of my time just trying to enforce my suggestion on the on my colleagues. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Clearly, uh, both you and I would know, and, and, and anyone who who was would would know that if you just try to force your ideas onto people, they would resist. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I but I walked out of that meeting thinking, hey, you know. Um, uh, I mean, at the end of the meeting, what had happened was that uh, we were able to come into a compromise where much of my ideas was still was 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 accepted by the team, mm. right? And I thought that was a win. But then what had happened was that my colleagues had told, had informed my manager that 
I was being too forceful and that I was not being a team player. So that made me realize that I needed to do something different, but I didn't know how. Mm. And it was really through the interviews with the leaders from around the world. And I think the advantage that I had was that I was I would get these one-on-one times with these leaders, right? It's I mean, even though I'm interviewing them, it's kind of like them coaching me at the mm. at the same time. Yeah. And so I would be getting different insights about what leadership is. Mm. And when I finally understood leadership, I realized one very important thing, right? Which is which is now what I do when I mm. work with other people, is that it is not about your idea or someone else's idea. It's about does everyone win? Mm-hmm. Right? You know? Yeah. Um, if your if your idea allows everyone to win, that's great. If someone else's idea allows everyone to win, that's great. You know, mm. and the hallmark of a leader is to ensure that everyone wins. Mm-hmm. And so if someone else's idea should be supported so that everyone wins, then go for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because one of the things with being a leader that I come to realize is that, you know, and which 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 you mentioned earlier, is this. You know, many of us as we go through life, we face a lot of experiences. And some of these experiences are good and bad, right? And the bad experiences traumatize us in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so when we are put into a position of power and, uh, and authority, these negative experiences, these bad experiences, these traumas, they start to play out. They, they start to review themselves because inwardly, we are all trying to uh, to do away with these traumas. And we feel that if we have the power of a, of a, of a leader, these traumas will finally go away. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realized was that on that day, when I was having my team, my, my team meeting with my colleagues, the reason why I was trying to force my idea onto them was because I wanted to be I wanted to be heard, mm. right? As in H E A R D. And I wanted people to acknowledge, to listen to the ideas that I have, and so as as, as I was interviewing all these leaders later in my research, it got me to reflect. It got me to realize that, you know, the successful leaders are the ones who just ensure that everybody is winning together. Right. Mm. It is not about their ideas. And that's what I do now. You know, mm. um, when I work with my uh, when I when I work with my clients, yeah, it is about what is it that the what is it that the that the that the clients want? You know, what is it that I can do to help them achieve their outcomes? Right. You know, I may go into a client discussion uh with some uh, with some ideas, but I now tell myself, look, just listen to what they have to say, right? Make them feel heard Mm. and then come out with a win-win solution that makes them feel like, yes, that is what we want. Mm. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, so leadership has definitely changed a lot for me, and it has definitely, in, in a sense, yes, it has. Uh, in order to be made into a leader, I've had to change myself. So where I used to be a very task-oriented person, I am still focused on goals, but I've also now spent a lot more time just listening to people because I've come to realize that, you know, everyone is trying their best. And sometimes, you know, when we when 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 we don't measure up to the to the to the expected standard, it's not because we don't want to. It's just sometimes we don't know how to. Mm. Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, in one of your blog posts, you 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 you, you write something like this: uh, We we shouldn't focus on a particular leadership style, as different situations uh, demand different leadership styles. Instead, uh, we should focus on how can I be the sort of leader only I can be. Um, can you do, do you know what you mean? And can you expand that a little bit? Yes. Uh, yes. Please. Yes. So one thing that I found, and this is, and no, you know, and this is not targeted at any particular people who who advocate leadership styles, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, when you search leadership style, you will you will get things like oh I'm uh, you know you you'll get a range from autocratic to democratic, participative, you know authoritative, but not what you know, this and that. Right? These are leadership styles. And one thing I tell my participants when I when I'm in workshops or 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 when I'm giving a talk is that all of us have the full range of leadership styles. There are times where we need to be directive, where we need to be the boss and say, all right, guys, everybody, we need to just go ahead. There are other times where, all right, it is not a life and death situation. Let's hear, let's get some insights from, from everyone, right? We can be more democratic. And then there are, you know, uh, the we shouldn't get too stuck on oh you know i am a i'm a people person or i'm a task oriented person or i'm a results driven person or i'm a person who who likes to talk about visions and goals and big pictures and you know big or or i'm a big picture idea person because what is the what is the situation in front of you that you as a leader have to deal with does this situation require you to talk about goals and targets and set them? Does this situation require you to remind your team of why they are on this journey? Right? Does the situation require you to, to sit down with your with, with some team members and ask them, how are you? How's work? You know. Mm. The whole idea of leadership styles, it confuses people, right? It confuses people to think that, oh, because I because I've done this assessment and it says that I'm democratic, so everything that I'm gonna do is gonna be democratic. Mm. No, there are times where you have to be the boss. You have to just get down and say, everybody, we need to go for it. We need to do this. Yeah, right. So instead, what I tell, uh, you know, the people that I work with is that you may have certain preferences, 
you know, um, I'm, you know, I, uh, if I was to do uh, a leadership style assessment, you know, I would come up with, uh, uh, you know, participative or uh, democratic leadership style as my, as my preferred style. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that when the time calls for it, you know, I cannot be directive. Right. So yeah. the leader, especially if you're leading a team, you need to know what is the situation, right? So yeah. some people might, uh, some people may call it situational leadership, but even situational leadership has its own model. And I think the point that I was trying to make is that, regardless of whatever these styles are, you have all of them. Hmm. What is the situation? And then adapt to the situation accordingly. Not all situations will be require that same style. You have to adapt. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, uh, and you also, you also speak about in I think in your I think about Reddit in in your blog post somewhere that uh, in order to lead others well, you need to know yourself first and be conscious about yourself. I think you 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 you, you um. I think you you say something like this: the clearer you are about who you are as a person, the easier it is to lead in a, in a, what is uniquely you. Uh, yes. And 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 you and I, I and you have this model uh, that you have uh, that's called the first time leadership three C model, which is consciousness, create, and consequence. And I think you touch. Uh, I think this uh, covers it a little bit. Um, can you explain what you mean by that? Okay, great, great. So, so thank you very much for, for asking about that. So, so, so the three C model, right? Consciousness creates consequence. Yeah. Uh, but that but that was my attempt to be able to create a kind of a logical process flow mm -hmm. for uh, for what effective team leaders are. Because I mean, what I what I do is that I enable team leaders to engage their teams, mm -hmm. right? And so the very first thing that new team leaders, because I work with a lot of uh, first-time leaders, new team leaders, and, and even experienced team leaders, and I, and I almost always tell them, one of the things that you need to do is that if you want to be able to lead your, yourself, the first thing you need to do is to know how, sorry, if you want to be able to lead others, mm. you need to know how to lead yourself. Mm. Right. And... There are many leaders who are who are not aware of their of, of how they behave, of how they come across. Right. So let me give you an example of what I actually do with uh, uh, when I'm when I'm working with with leaders. One of the things that I get them to do is to do a very simple disc profile, DISC. Mm -hmm. Right. And in that profile, it identifies whether they are uh, D or D, which is for dominant, I for influence, S for supportive, and C is for compliant. Basically, someone who is a D is very task driven. Someone who is an I is is uh, is is more of a people person, right? Someone uh, someone who is who who's an S, sorry, someone who who's an I is more of a big picture person. Someone who is an S is a, is a real people person, and someone who is a C is about procedures and process. Mm -hmm. So we do this very simple exercise, and the participants get to get to see, oh, 
right? These are their profiles. But which then helps them to better understand rights. That is why they like to talk about, you know, so so uh so uh, a leader who is a very strong C who's who's compliance usually talks about what are the procedures, what are the rules, how do we do things? Mm. Right. Someone who is a very strong S, which is supportive, might be talking might 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 automatically think about okay, uh I need to have the one-on-one -on -one times, one-on-one -on -one times with, with, with my with my team member i need to be able to sit down and find out how are things going on for them someone who is a very strong d might be saying hey look these are the goals these are the targets and we need to achieve them and someone who's a very strong i is talking about big picture hmm. i effective leaders need to understand this is how they operate but at the same time they need to understand that there are all these other quadrants. So just because you're a big picture person doesn't necessarily mean that someone who is a goal or who is a goal-oriented, task-driven person is necessarily going to take a liking to you constantly talking about the big picture. Mm -hmm. Right. Or you may have team team members who need to know how to go about doing something. They might be very strong on the compliance side. Mm -hmm. Then you as a leader, to in order for you to be effective, it's not enough for you to understand how you lead yourself. It's also important for you to understand how other people want to be led. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so in order for a team leader to be an effective leader of others, Yes, they have to first start off by knowing more about themselves. Hmm. Because it is only by knowing more about themselves, where they come from, what are their preferences, what are their values, what are their priorities, can they then start to accommodate and uh, you know, collaborate with their team. Hmm. Because as a as the as the leader, uh, you know, you may go to work for certain reasons. Mm. But the people in your team, they go to work for their own reasons, mm. right? And, and, and so being the, the effective leader requires you to not just know why you are leading, right? How you are doing it, but also understanding how or why people want to be led mm. and how they want to be led. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Mm. Thank you, thank you, and and um, uh, something that well, like a concept that 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 relates to this is purpose. Often you speak to, often you can ask a person, "What is your purpose? What is your why?" And, and that's also one of the questions I ask in this podcast. Uh, yes. So 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 if I would ask you this question, uh, uh, what what's what's your purpose? What's your life purpose that gives you motivation for what you do, Daniel? This is a broader oh, question. Yes, yeah. For me, uh, you know, life is about finding. Sorry, life is about creating. Oh, sorry, I had this one saying which I, which I just sort of lost it. Okay, yes, the purpose of life is to create a life of purpose. Mm. 
Mm. All right. Can, can you develop that a little bit? Uh, and, I'll, and I'll expand on that. That's right. Yeah, the purpose of life is to create a life of purpose. When I was in corporate, my purpose was just to climb up the ladder, was yeah. to look after my family. When I left corporate, it became, uh, yes, look after my, still provide for my, for my family, mm. but at the same time, try to answer this question of what is leadership. Mm. And once I, once I answered the question, once the book was published, the purpose became, how can I take what I've uncovered and share it with as many people as possible? Mm. I think when it comes to being a leader, now it it doesn't really matter whether you're a, a leader for a nonprofit, for 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 profit. You work in a small company. You work in a global organization. Mm. You know, uh, when you are put into a leadership position, you have to find your purpose. If your purpose is shallow, now mm. I, I I'm going to use the word shallow uh, in a very respectful way because yeah. you see. There are many participants there. There are many people that I've worked with where they tell me, oh, I'm in this leadership position because I was promoted by my organization. Because it's for career advancement, right? Uh, and so I just need to ensure that I'm managing my team well. You know, uh, mm. you know I don't have to be the best leader in the world, mm. right? And so for them, that's their purpose, right? And purpose is important when it comes to leadership because as a leader, you're dealing with people and people are complex, emotional organisms, right? Every day, every hour, there's something, there's something going on. And if your purpose for being a leader in a workplace is just to collect a paycheck, Mm. then how much of a leader are you really going to be? Mm. I would say that, that that person is going to be more of a manager, right? Just managing things, just keeping things running. Yeah. But if your purpose for being, for being in a leadership position is to be able to coach, to guide the next generation of people coming in, mm. then, you know, for people like that, they take their roles a lot more seriously. For me, like I said, my purpose is to be able to share what I've, what I've uncovered mm. with as many people as, as possible. So regularly, every day, you know, I might be on social media, I might be talking to someone, uh, you know, I might be at a workshop, I might be at a talk, I might be thinking about what's the next thing uh that i that i that i can do because you know purpose can really drive you right it's like um when you have a deep enough why right the how would review itself yeah there are many things that i did that i look back and i wonder how did i actually go about doing that um, you know, how did I manage to sustain in what I'm doing for so long? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's just purely for money, I would have not stayed. I would have I would have not been an, an entrepreneur for for such a for such a long time. Yeah. 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 Purpose is purpose is very important because 
like I said, when you're clear on why you are doing it, yeah, then you will figure out what you have to do and how you can go about doing it. And mm. as you go about with the what and the how, mm. right, uh, you are leading. You are you are leading, and people are noticing. And then for some, and then for those who resonate, for those who are attracted to your message, they will start to to follow you. Mm. And that was one reason why I kept going, even though there were many moments during my during the early years when I thought to myself, maybe I should just stop. You know, mm. who's going to read? Who's going to read the book? Who's going to be interested in this research? Right. So what if I interviewed 90, 100, 150 leaders, you know, um, uh, you know, we have put so much of our time and money into this. Uh, are we going to get any returns from, from our investment? Right. Um, if it was just, if what I'm doing now is just purely because of money, I would have stopped. Yeah. But because it's a mission. And it is a mission onto onto somewhere. It's a continuous journey of uncovering what it takes to be an effective leader, not just at the team leader level. I mean, I have a new research called Leading from the Middle, mm-hmm. where I I'm currently researching on what it takes to be an effective head of department. So mm-hmm. to be an effective leader of leaders. And what I can say is. When you are a team member, right? All you have to do is just lead yourself. Mm-hmm. When you become a team leader, your job becomes leading other people. Mm-hmm. And then when you become a leader of leader, your job is to be an organization leader. Mm-hmm. So it goes from self-leadership, team leadership to organization leadership. And at each stage, there are principles, competencies, traits, insights that are similar but also different as you go from one level to the next. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what I can say so far is that um, one thing that keeps driving me is just uncovering, being that explorer, just trying to not just understand now. I just want to say that what what continues to drive me, what continues to give me purpose, you know, a lot of the things that I've uncovered is not new. Mm-hmm. The only difference is that uh, is that I'm actually putting it all together. Mm-hmm. And the, and one of the reasons why my co-author and I wrote First Time Leadership was that there were there were very few books that were focused on putting all or as many of the research together into one mm-hmm. into one book. Wow. Yes. You, you can have a whole book about vision, you have a whole book about purpose. Yeah. But to put 30 different principles into one book, now that we couldn't really find. Wow. And 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 that's why we we went about writing first time leadership. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a short break here, like a couple of minutes, uh, for some information, but we will be back right soon. Dear viewers and listeners, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want coaching and be coached towards purpose, be equipped for life and leadership, or find ways to a balanced life, then go to lifeleadershipconnected.com. 
lifeleadershipconnected.com for more information and to sign up for a free consultation call. I am your coach, David Daliandre Cruz. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I'm interviewing uh, Daniel Lee here. Daniel Lee, who's written the book uh, First Time Leadership. Uh, Daniel, I have another question here. You speak about um, uh, different models, or some, a few models in your book. And and one of the uh, another model is called three uh, E model: engagement, effectiveness, and enthusiasm. Uh, can you explain a bit a little bit more that about that also? The three E okay. model. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So the three E model is what an effective team leader has to do. I enable team leaders to engage their teams with effectiveness and enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's about e e effectiveness, engagement, and enthusiasm. So the three E model is really the what mm -hmm. an effective team leader has to do. Right. Yeah. An effective team. Right. In order for, so you can imagine it's like a, it's like a triangle, right? Yeah. yeah. Effectiveness at the top. So in order for you to be, in order for a team leader to be effective, they have to engage the team, mm -hmm. right? As in, so engagement means uh, it can be the one-on-one -on -one conversation. It can be the one-on-ones. It can be having lunch. It can be having team building activities. It can be, uh, you know, collaborating, asking the team for ideas and all that. Now. That's engaging, but you have to engage in an enthusiastic way. Mm -hmm. Because if you want the team to engage with you and it is not a once-off event, it's an ongoing thing, you have to be enthusiastic. Yeah. And that's where your reason, your why, your purpose for being a leader, right? Is it just a paycheck or is it a lot more, right? That enthusiasm feeds back into how effective you will be as a leader as a as a team leader and so that is the 3e model right so that is the what they have to do and then the 3c model which is consciousness creates consequence is yeah. how they go about doing it okay oh, yes interesting. yeah mm -hmm. yes yeah the the in the leadership the, it usually starts with the 3e model and then it turns into the, the 3c model Okay, so the so the three C. So it so it first started out with the three C model, right? Which is mm -hmm. consciousness. Uh, consciousness creates consequence. So yeah. the whole idea behind the behind the three C model is here's how you go about being an effective team leader, mm -hmm. right? So you need to consciousness is you need to understand you need to know what is effective leadership. Yeah, create is as the leader you actually create the type of leadership experience that you want mm -hmm. right and then the consequence part is well how your team turns out mm. is a result of what you have created yeah right so that is so that is the 3c model mm -hmm. the 3e model sits inside the 3c model so if the 3 so the 3c model is about how we go about doing it then the the 3e model is the what you have to do every day oh, in mm -hmm. order to in order to create that consequence uh, uh another question that i should ask here in the podcast is tell me about what gives you life 
within the area of focus you have, you have chosen to spend most of your time in in your life and how you keep your energy at high level at high level day by day uh, and and my question is like um, uh, what uh, what has given you life and energy to keep you going every day uh, in what you do daniel uh, i mean you, you you touched it a bit little bit when you spoke about purpose yes but but but, but where, where do you find what gives you life when 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 yes. when you have a tough day that's right there are four things that i do mm. now all right there's work family um god and country mm -hmm. all right so work is clearly what i what i what i do with first time leadership leading from the middle all mm -hmm. my leadership stuff yeah family you know wife kids yeah. all that yeah uh religion religious yeah. is religion is important to me yeah and also country right am i volunteering am i uh you know i volunteer with organizations that uh that allows me to to get involved with the community that mm. i'm that i'm in mm. so how did i come to these four uh, uh four factors so so what it means is that when i make decisions when i decide what direction i, I, I want to take mm. i ask myself is this thing related to work family god or country mm -hmm. so let me give you an example of something that i did which wasn't uh, tied to any of these four so i had uh, so i'm part of uh so, so i'm part of a speakers association here in here in singapore mm -hmm. and there was a period of time where i had put my hands up to be part of a working committee mm -hmm. but as i went about with that committee i started to realize that because my work was was taking was keeping me pretty busy i was unable to dedicate sufficient amount of time to this working committee and so after a while it, it just i just came to a decision where, where i where i told the person who was in charge of the, of the committee that i'm no longer able to serve and i will be withdrawing fully from from the committee or oh, now i think many of us want to many of us are willing to put a are happy to to say yes to to something but yeah. what i've learned is that it's actually more important to to say no mm -hmm. because when you say no then you're leaving yourself with the possibility of saying yes to something that you really want to do and if you say yes mm. then you're saying no to many other things yeah and so what i've just come to realize is that what keeps me going what gives me life now is having this four uh four factors in in place right is is this thing in front of me related to work is it related to my family is it related to to god or is it related mm. to country mm. right if it's if it's these four then i would more likely to, to say yes and i would more likely to give my best Mm. Because one of the things with being, with being a with being a leader is that you don't need to be leading others to be a leader, right? When you show up at the community event, at the work event, at the mm. at a family event, mm. be there a hundred percent. Yeah, don't be there 
50% and then the rest of the time you are thinking about work, mm. right? If work is so important, then be 100% at work, right? Show up there 100% because people expect you to be 100% there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just like when we are at work, we expect our bosses to be 100%. Mm. Even, if it is, even if it is a bad day for, for them, we still want our bosses to be 100%. Hmm. Well, we are our own boss. We are the leader of our own lives. Hmm. Wherever we are, we need to be there 100%. And the only way to ensure for me that I'm there 100% is to ask myself, is this, really, is this thing related to work, family, God, or, 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 or hmm. country? Hmm. If it is, then, and, and I'm willing to say yes, then that means that I am there. 100%. Yeah. And so what this actually does is that it has drastically reduced the number of yeses that I've said. So I've learned to now, I've learned to say a lot of no. Mm. So that when I say yes, I can show up 100%. Because like I said, people need you to be at 100%. Mm. Yes. Okay. And, and by that, Daniel, you've also answered my, my fourth question about the balance in life. You know, I, I just uh, for the audience, I just uh, tell it, and it might maybe have something to add. The fourth question I usually ask: Tell me how you successfully combine your role as a leader of yourself and other people, and your life as a healthy human being. Uh, and you just tell that you have these four questions. So that's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will, and and I will add one thing. You know, yeah. One thing that I do as well is that I keep myself fit. Or I or I try to, to keep myself physically and and mentally fit. The reason why I say this is because once I had this conversation with with this person, and this person was was talking about how they have uh they have a boss who is kind of fat, overweight, has some health health issues, and and then I and then I said, hey, look, you know, you know, as a leader, you have to look after your, your yourself so that you can be hundred percent to look after others. Mm. And then this person replied to me and said, Well, look, you know, uh if you're not there hundred percent, that's fine because as long as you are there when you are really needed. Mm -hmm. Here's Here's the thing. Leadership doesn't happen in the moment. It's it's not like, oh, this situation has suddenly happened and then this person rise, rise up to become a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't we don't rise up to the level of expectations, we fall to the level of our training. Mm -hmm. So okay. lead what that means is is that leadership is a lifestyle, right? You know, um, what keeps me, what what keeps me going, what keeps, what drives me, uh, what gives me balance, is that when I look after myself, I can then look after the people around me. So that is also one of the important things of about being a being a leader. First, you look after yourself, then you look after the the people around you because the people around you. They always need someone to look after them, mm. right? 
whether it's your team, whether it's your family and all that, right? And if you only focus on looking after them and not look, looking after your, your, yourself, one day you are going to fall over, you're, you're going to collapse. And then who's there to re, who's there to replace you? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yes. And so that's the balance, right? First look up for me is first look after myself so that I can give 100% to looking after those around me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daniel. And uh, I think that, that wraps up uh, much of this interview very good. Uh, and and I wonder um, where, where if people want to get this book, this book, uh, First Time Leadership, where can they find that? Where can, where can they go? Yeah. So if so you can go to Amazon.com mm -hmm. and just search for First Time Leadership. Yeah. You can get a copy of the book there. Now, if you are based in Singapore, or mm. or in the Southeast Asia region, that that's like uh you know in Indonesia, Malaysia, or you're in Thailand, or you're in Vietnam, mm. then you can go to firsttimeleadership.com and buy the book directly from there. Ah, okay, perfect. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, two two areas. Yeah. yeah. Firsttimeleadership.com or Amazon.com. Yeah. And if people want to want to contact you and ask you questions, where where can they go then? Yeah, that would be Daniel at firsttimeleadership.com. Okay, okay. Perfect, perfect. Uh, and do you have any last thoughts that you want to share with your listeners? Uh, something that you, that I missed asked you or something that you want to say, Daniel? Yes. One closing thought is this, right? When we look at a leader that we admire, we think that this leader has something that we don't, right? But I want to say to everyone here that whatever the leader has, we have it too. Whatever competencies, traits that that leader that you admire has, you have it too. And why is that? The reason is very simple. That leader that you admire is a human being. And you are a human being. And the stuff that the leader has, we have it too. Which means that the uh, that the capability to be a leader is already in you. Mm. The question to ask yourself is, are you willing to be made into a leader? Mm. And that's and that is a question that I ask the people that I work with. Are you willing to be made? Because if you are, then be prepared for for a pretty exciting journey okay thank you thank you daniel yes. thank you so much all right okay david. okay um viewers and listeners viewers on on the on youtube and listeners on, on uh, apple podcast and elsewhere my name is david aliano cruz and this is the life and leadership connected podcast and thank you for listening and watching and we'll come we'll come back uh, when we release the next episode thank you very much bye-bye all right see you